Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cristiano knows the script and Big Tom Tooks is ripping up his. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, the 30th of September. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm the douche the Hunter Raja. Yesterday actually felt to me like the first day of the football season because of the weather. Didn't you feel like there was that, that it doesn't really start until there's that little little hint of cold in the air. There's a bit of frost in the morning. I don't think there was frost, but you know what I mean? I, th- I think the edges come off the first day of the football season, whether it used to be unrelentingly hot, despite the yeah. fact of what the rest of August was like, but it's not like that no more. No. It's, it's a lo- yeah, it's the starting at 7.30, 8pm kickoff in light. That to me is the end of the season. That marks, oh, you know, yeah. well, we're coming back, and or a five thirty p.m. game that go that starts in light and ends in night. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's um, it did feel quite. There was quite a chill yesterday. Yeah. yeah, and this morning, I hate it actually. You hate it, even though my wardrobe is skewed towards autumn and winter. Mine too, actually. Interesting. I don't really like it. Yeah, yours also, Borg. <laughs> One for the listeners there, <laughs> reading Andy's jumper. <laughs> If you're really committed, you'd, I don't know, watch all of the little social media clips with if great detail really commi- before you if listen you're to the really podcast. If you really committed, you would have taken the day off work and be looking <laughs> with a telescope or a long lens <laughs> please don't through do the that. studio please window. Don't. I've always wondered, actually, if, um, you know, we I haven't told people where the studios are, but um, do you remember Total Request Live when they used to, uh, you know, be outside the window with... Um, <laughs> with signs oh, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So Kate won't know what Total Request Live was, but basically it was a music show where they'd have like guests in and they'd play songs throughout on MTV mm. and you'd have loads of like teenagers just outside going wild. That I, seems like I a think, bad idea. I think that might elevate the ramble a little bit if, if, if you and I were like playing 90s R&B. Yeah, I, I've yeah. always said that, yeah. yeah. That's a show you're constantly pitching, so I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, I've just, I just come up with an idea. Well, no, no, it's a bit like the Super League thing. If me and Rich, pi- Rich pitch this, we will eventually get our NBA show. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See? Say that in a hurry. All right, well, in, in the absence of that, shall we get to the Champions League football from last night? Cristiano Ronaldo scores a winner, a vital winner for Manchester United. Vish, you must be cock-a-hoop. Yeah, it was um, it was very exciting. Um, it was quite funny as well because he looked absolutely shattered for the last half an hour. Even though he didn't really do a lot. No, yeah. I mean, the one one moment typified it was when um, he gave up a ball that was slightly off, um, you know, slightly off target, and Cavani chased it down from about forty yards, kept it in, and United recycled play. But um, yeah, it was uh, the perfect Manchester United win as they are now in that they didn't deserve to win mm. they won it in quite unquote typical Manchester United fashion yeah, this is Manchester United's Old Trafford isn't it yeah um, and David De Gea was outstanding Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Christian <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Old Trafford 
But no, you don't me, say what. Two one. Two one. The final score then. Should, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Villarreal, the better side, almost without throughout. without went doubt. ahead. First of all, great little goal from Alcazar. Yeah. Love lovely setup from Ano Danjuma. Absolutely loving the the vision and the precision with which he provided that assist. I mean, I did look at the way that Dan Juma was allowed to run, particularly the first half, though, and think, you didn't watch that game at the weekend, did you? Because <laughs> he, he had a really yeah. great game away at Real Madrid, missed a few chances that he could have made the most of. Again, a sort of photo stat of, of, of last night, really. But when you consider Villarreal were missing arguably their best two attacking players, Gerard Moreno and mm. Samuel Chiquese, mm. you know, it could have been worse. Yeah. It, could have, it still could have been worse if they'd have... Not had the hair, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, they should have won that game. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Like, without doubt, they should have been three and a half half time. It's bizarre how many. Well, no, I suppose they didn't miss chances. Yeah, David De Gea had the game of the. I saw someone saying, probably on Twitter. Let's face it, saying if Manchester United are good, David De Gea is bad, and if the other yes. way, yes, yeah. yeah, that yeah. seems to be what the way it's been for the last few years. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite enjoying this Renaissance actually because. Um, I think you always knew it was there. You can't. It, people were just assuming that he just lost, you know, lost it completely, and I, it was just a case of. I suppose it's hard to maintain that level of performance I, for a long time. I, I always think the De Gea question is a really interesting one because he's never been rated in Spain nearly as much as he's rated in the Premier League. Mm. And I think the funny thing about him is his reputation as an all-time great Premier League goalkeeper is built on the fact that he does, or habitually through his spell at Manchester United, has done far more work than a Manchester United goalkeeper should actually have, have to, to do. do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we shouldn't be judging goalkeepers on how many great saves they make. Yeah. Because if you're a goalkeeper for a title chasing team, you should be doing nothing for 85 minutes of most games, really, shouldn't you? Yeah, me and my friends used to call that the UC Askelainen complex. <laughs> when he was at Bolton, people, you know, you watch Match of the Day and you're like, God, he's a brilliant goalkeeper. And then, you know, he moves up a level and has to play with his feet or you realise he does actually make a few mm. mistakes and yeah it does it does cloud it a bit massively yeah so Vish what's the answer I mean they pulled off the win because Cristiano Ronaldo scored in the 95th minute doesn't seem like a very satisfactory way of explaining what well I mean uh, the, the goals sum it up really um, United have players that can produce individual moments of brilliance and it was obviously there with Fernandez's perfect cross to Alex Tellez for his first goal what a way to equalise as well and even in that goal as scrappy as it was you know you've got Ronaldo's little knockdown, which was really well executed. Lingard, the presence of mind to lay that ball off. At first, I thought he had a, you know, it was he had a shot and it was bundled together and it just dribbled towards Ronaldo. But you see, as as he chases that ball down, that Ronaldo heads down. He has a little touch with the outside of his right foot to play it back to Ronaldo, basically playing interference on the goalkeeper and the defender. And then, you know, Ronaldo does what he does. But I mean, everything about that, from not just the touch off, but the moment where he seems it seems it's coming to Ronaldo. Lingard sort of gets in the brace position. Yes, he does. He covers his head like he's going to absolutely blast this. Yeah, and I think that helped for the offside, actually. Mm. Because, you know, Dale Johnson, who seems to be Twitter's offside czar (laughs) and VAR as well, uh, he made the point that because he was on the ground and the ball went in the air and also he did his best to make himself as small as possible. And at no point did it seem like he was obstructing the goalkeeper, probably because, you know, Ronaldo hits it immediately. that It wasn't called offside. But yeah, Lingard did, did a lot there, yeah. So the crisis is over. 
Is that what we're getting? Well, if someone scores the winner and takes their shirt off during a group match, during a group That's match... That's a really good point. It's, it's, it's probably yeah, but still we a know, crisis. We know what that was about, don't we? The that abs. was about the Christian... Oh, I thought it was about the Cristiano boxer shorts. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you... Oh, what, have you, you think he's pulled a Bentner there? Have you... I mean, that is harsh. <laughs> have, you, have you already been down to your local Cristiano... No, Cristiano Ronaldo boxer short store fish to, to lay your hands on some Ronaldo branded boxes. Because if you haven't, I've discovered where you can get them for twelve ninety nine for a pack of three. That's right. Sports. That's decent value, I'd say. Sports Direct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Are they compression shorts or are they boxers? Hmm, I haven't looked into them as thoroughly as my uh, detailed position. Well, I think well, the fact that, that he's three, extended it. Oh, you can get them in multiple colourways, colour ex- though. There's only small available as of this moment. He's, he's extended it from CR7 to Cristiano Ronaldo, though. Mm. Hasn't yeah. he on the band? Presumably, he's recently watched Back to the Future. You know where Marty's mum in the past takes him yeah. upstairs after he gets uh, he falls out the tree and gets knocked over and she starts calling him Calvin because he's got Calvin Klein <laughs> on his pants <laughs> so if Cristiano ever gets knocked over yeah like people genuinely will know what his name is I must have doing it with my clothes just have my full name around it why not yeah you'd probably you'd only need it once probably yeah. um, they are everyday boxers for this now. okay um, what, you, you can wear them every day <laughs> Don't even need to turn them inside out. Don't Just wear them in. Wear that would be day. progress. Yeah. Don't even need that. He's 185th Champions League appearance. Ronaldo setting the record for the most of any uh, player. So yeah, some some gorgeous stuff in that. Uh, Jaden Sancho. I oh, know. Have we battered him? I not not bat. We don't batter him on this podcast. We don't batter people on this podcast, as regular listeners will know. Um, but we have spoken about him, and he, and there are lots of mitigating factors: injury and not having a preseason and all that sort of stuff. Not but, having a coach who really knows how to use him, and not playing and not playing in a system that's gonna that's not gonna help him. Yeah. I, I don't I don't really want to do the Solskjaer discussion because no. at this point, if you can't see it, you're never gonna. Yeah. See it, are you? What you were saying about the, the individualities of, of certain players. What I found really interesting last night is that now Bruno Fernandes, as well as deciding that he's going to be the alpha of the team, despite the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo is there, and that's what needs to happen if this partnership is going to work for them and at Manchester United and for Portugal. Right now, he's, he's, he's just the coach. You know, everything mm. from the bit where they're coming out to the second half. And he gives a team talk in, in the tunnel at half time, just as they're about to come out again, as if, yeah, don't listen to that old shit. This is what we're really going to do. And he's talking throughout the whole game. He sets up that play almost as if it's a basketball play, the one <laughs> that, that, that he lays on for Alex Tellez, because yeah. no one else sees that. His vision is incredible. And actually, I think if you're looking for something positive for Manchester United from this, as well as the fact that, that they obviously ended up with a win in the end, there are little signs in there that they're calibrating Ronaldo and Fernandes. And, mm. and that's what needs to happen for Manchester United to have even a semi-successful season. Yeah. Those two really need to click. I think the interesting thing for Sancho, though, is Cavani's such a, a, a massive part of that win last night. Everything he does, the hustle, all of a sudden they can't play the ball out as easily as yeah. they do before. And really, they needed that probably 15 minutes before United, if... if if they were going to win that game in any other circumstances than the the, the Hail Mary, which they, which they did win it. And that was all Cavani's doing, the way he won the ball back when that, they, were, they were going to run it out. The, the, the fact is, I know Cavani hates playing on the wing, but with Sancho struggling at the moment, and he is struggling for whatever reason, 
Um, Cavani has done this before. He's played wide left when Zlatan Ibrahimovic was in the centre at Paris Saint-Germain. Now, he didn't particularly enjoy that. But the fact is, if Cristiano Ronaldo is going to play every game, he's, he's not going to play otherwise. Yeah. So it's his way of getting in the game. And I think it could actually work between the two of them. I mean, when Ronaldo arrives, you're thinking, what are they doing with these two like elite 30-something strikers? How is this going to work? And clearly, it's not a plan. It's an opportunity. But I think in, in the short term, at least, it could work for United. I, my only um, counter to that is that I think it's moronic if Solskjaer... <laughs> but no, 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 no not, not the take, not the take. I think it would be moronic... Chop that out. <laughs> I think it would be moronic if Solskjaer insisted on playing Ronaldo every game because I think we've already seen that yeah. he's very... He's not got much in the tank. Mm. And I think he needs to be smarter with how he plays and we can't just call upon him as some... It's a Hail Mary, but it's a Hail Mary from the start. Yeah. You know, it's like what Luke was saying the other day about, um, you know, when you play Sunday League and someone shoots from the first kickoff, you're like, right, they're, they're completely done. That's all yeah. they have. That's a little bit like starting Cristiano Ronaldo for Manchester United at the moment. And I agree with you on the Fernandes thing. I think the Fernandes thing is also maybe a bit of understanding from Ronaldo that he's, you know, d- during the, that last season at Juventus, there was clearly a moment where he had a realisation of like, I can do the goals, but... I, I'm going to need other people to do the rest. And by then, he'd already alienated a lot of the other people. And that Manchester United, he's got a chance to be a nicer person, I suppose, if that's uh, could, you know, that's too simple a way of putting it on the footballing side. The but... thing is, it's, it's like Zlatan, isn't it? It can be as altruistic yeah. as he wants, but people have made up their mind yeah. about what he is as a footballer and what he is as a personality on the pitch. So that's not going to change. But I, I think he's been like that for a, for a while. He's known yeah. he's needed help. For a, for a while, if you're expecting all the other stuff from him. And at the, yeah. funnily no enough, one, that, but no one is, right? And it's interesting that we've seen two consecutive nights of effectively these luxury forward players who don't track back and, and everyone just organises yeah. themselves around that. And that's yeah. that's because, I mean, is this, this, is this how football, this is the end of, not the end of football, but this is some sort of... Does it matter if we all watch 90 second highlights? Exactly. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why this has happened, surely. Well, you, you've got to find, it's, um, I suppose it's a little bit about the celebrity of football though, isn't it? Because it's it's almost like you, those big clubs can afford to take on someone who could push them to a different level in terms of marketing and appeal. And they just need to work out the other 10 around them. Mm. And also I did quite like the way that, you know, Messi gets all the headlines on Tuesday and Ronaldo's like, well, I'll just, okay, hold steady on it. What, what, what did he even advertise? <laughs> you score a goal like that and you're not even advertising he? anything. He's advertising Paris Saint-Germain, Andy Brassel, as well, you well know. I thought, he, I thought he might have gone over to the corner flag and, you know, had a potato-based snack or something like that. <laughs> did we see how far Ronaldo threw his shirt in the air, by the way? I didn't notice it's, it. It's incredible. Yeah, there's some. I, I would urge all the listeners to check out the photos of that. It's so high. Like, it, it looks Did he like. Did screw it up a bit? No, was, no, he didn't screw it up. Get any yeah, off? you know, we were talking about throwing things on the pitch. No, wow. Presumably, like, when it's the 95th minute, it's easier because it's a bit stickier and. And good. heavier. Very if, good if, it, point. if it's a first minute, well, yeah. no one pulls their shirt off <laughs> in the first minute. <laughs> in a group game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Manchester United's latest Champions League goal ever overtaking. Yes, that's right. 1999. They are still third in Group F behind Young Boys, uh, who they, of course, lost to. And Atalanta, we're going to get on to Chelsea's loss to Juventus in the second half. And we're going to just briefly touch on some 
I was going to say unusual, an unusual result, but it's actually not an unusual result. Benfica 3, Barcelona 0. It's going to be brief, Brass, because you're, there's an OTC coming out later today where you're going to... Yeah, there is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we won't concentrate exclusively on the misery of, uh, of, of Barcelona. No, because you've got to have some new material at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Jim told me it's cool that you don't need it. But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 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 <laughs> but um, uh, Benfica were terrific as well and Benfica have been in terrific form this season I think the amazing thing about that of all the our Barcelona really are in in this state like you look at the benches and Benfica is way way deeper than Barcelona Luke de Jong don't yeah alright go no but like what, oh, oh I think I think Luke Durong. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't even deserve to have a pun made of his name. It was so bad. I mean, is that the worst thing you can say about someone? <laughs> maybe, uh, but yeah, I was. I just, it just how far they done for the one thing I did enjoy actually about that game was Adult Rapt coming on. Yes, and it's nice to know that he's still around and enjoying a bit of that. But I mean. Some of those misses were were comical, and the one at the end where he just hit him and hit the post. <laughs> I like the even he thought right. If surely you can't go wrong if I just stand here. I'm not in anyone's <laughs> way if I just stand here and still. Oh, they've had zero shots on target across both their Champions League games. Yeah, I mean that was is that too many? Remarkable. Yeah, I is mean that more than you'd expect <laughs> based on watching the games. But it, it's, it's funny how people will come out with their takes over there. The, the following days of you know is this the worst Barcelona team ever no it's not the worst Barcelona team ever they didn't win the European Cup slash Champions League till 1992 yeah of course, oh, of course. and this is a village team for ages second <laughs> village team for ages I love it <laughs> up until the up until Johan Cruyff and uh, yeah that's pretty much it and uh, the, the Louis van Gaal second spell at the start of the century oh my god what a mess oh wow they're going to get him back aren't they after the Dutch job. Oh, I like it. Oh, my. They're going to do exactly... They're going to get a caretaker in and it's going to be Van Gaal. Well, that, that is the thing. You know they can't get anyone good from this point. Yeah. Well, they so like what's Andrea the, what's Pirlo, what's the apparently. Most, well, we all like Andrea Pirlo, but yeah, would we want him true. managing our football team? Um... That's a big question right now. That's a big question. I'm asking Vish. No, no, we wouldn't. Um, Apparently, Joe Laporta went down to the dressing room to show his support for the squad, but that's an interesting take because isn't he in a massive tiff with Ronald Koeman? So he's sort of probably showing his his non... whatever the opposite of support is for... Yeah, you can support the players and undermine the coach at the same time. Two two birds, one stone. It's beautiful. Uh, Koeman says, this is not the team of years gone by. It's crystal clear. There are a lot of teams stronger than us. Good... Analysis, plenty more of that stuff to come on on the continent. Barcelona Benfica will not be the entire body. There might be some stuff on that Wolfsburg penalty as well. But anyway, catch it on. <laughs> catch it. Today. Just, on... just mail me the show plan, OK? <laughs> catch that one today on Football Ramble Presents. All right, let's take a little break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. De Bruyne, De Gea, De Arby. Every every single time. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble with me, Vish and Andy today on this lovely, whatever the hell day it is, Thursday. It's Thursday, everybody. The day before Friday. All right, time for some emails. We've received one from Adam West, honoured, um, who on the subject of food being thrown at players sent us an extract from the Shropshire Star explaining the origins of the Weetabix derby <laughs> between Bristol Rovers and Shrewsbury Town. Somewhere in the late 80s to early 90s, a group of hearty gasheads, those are uh, Bristol Rovers fans, by the way, um, uh, raised, got together and raised a heap of cash for a gay meadow away trip. Once arriving via coach, some 3,000... £3,300 remained in the kitty for the Bristolians to enjoy themselves. So off to the pub they went where they put £200 behind the bar. As the gang grew hungry and discovered the pub didn't have any food, um, (laughs) one slightly worse for wear visitor was ordered to a local supermarket to acquire some sobering snacks. The story goes that he returned with £75 worth of wheat bits and no milk. So the following day, when fans and Weetabix arrived at Gay Meadow, the away following noticed a group of birds on the pitch. Kind-hearted as they are, they lobbed all their snacks towards the birds and the tradition was born as the meadow penalty area quickly turned brown. Oh, I th- I did th- it give the birds diarrhea? I don't know, but I, <laughs> I, I, I think they're, they're trying to harm these birds by throwing Weetabix at them. Isn't it as bad as like giving a bird rice? Because it wouldn't expand <gasps> in its stomach. Uh-oh. Is, is that like, you know, swans and bread? 
He said, "There's." Can you can you not give bread to swans? You're not meant to. Queen doesn't like it. Oh, is that why? Is she a bit like? Oh no, hold on. Is she trying to tame them? Quinoa only. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, a lifelong uh, Rovers fan said it was all very good humoured. Most of it got thrown in the air when the teams came out of the pitch, but I do remember the Shrews goalkeeper being covered in the stuff because at the old ground, the fans were very close to the pitch. The Weetabix flew in the wind. Ever since, supporters have smuggled the cereal into games and began throwing it in each and every direction to mark the occasion. Adam added, I've personally attended one Weetabix derby at Gay Meadow back in the early noughties, and I have to say the spectacle of the Shrewsbury keeper being met with a hail of Wheaty briquettes as he came out of the start of the game was one of my abiding memories of following the gas home and away. Adam, what a wordsmith you are. This is delightful. I'm interested as to whether, so it sounds like they lob them solid, they don't break them up and then so you'd think they'd get more of a kind of confetti effect if they were to break them down a bit more. Yeah, but they're quite brittle. Presumably when they land, if they, they essentially if they land on a person, then they shatter them. But, but they, are, they are quite big. I think it would hurt having a Weetabix thrown at you at full volume. Really? Yeah. yeah, they're quite solid because you you um, moisten them up with a bit of milk, don't you? Exactly. That's, that's the whole problem. Exactly. They weren't going to eat. Yeah. Maybe you maybe you can do that. I used to leave when I used to eat Weetabix. I used to leave them for for like ages. Like, well, so it gets really sloppy yeah. and horrible. No, yeah. I like that as well. Yeah, so it's sometimes porridge, if you put them in the oh. fridge, they go all like cold and nice as well. What? Yeah. So you put the milk on. Yeah. This is one for the purists. <laughs> <laughs> put the milk on. Leave it in the fridge for a while. I don't know. It becomes all cold and nice. Raisins on top, sugar. Lovely. Oh, so there's a bit more consistency. Yeah. Okay, right. Change of texture. I don't know. I, I, yeah, anyway, I'm not. I'm no chef. Email us, showfootballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your favourite foodstuffs to throw at players. <laughs> <laughs> Juventus beat Chelsea then. 1-0 the final score. Chiesa scoring a lovely one. 11 seconds after half-time. Tommy Tooks, we like, I like the way he talks about football. We all do. We all enjoy his uh, post-match and the way he tries to provide insight in a quite, I think, Brass, I know you have like certain opinions about Tuchel, but my favourite thing about him probably is the way that he sincerely, it seems to me, tries to answer questions about football with detail, right? Yes. He tries to properly, he doesn't just sort of toss it off. I mean, there, we gave it 100% and all that stuff. There's, there's not enough... Passive aggressiveness in it for, for my liking, but that will come in time, as, as we've already discussed. But yeah, he said he said effectively said he didn't really know why they didn't play better, and he's got a point. I mean, in the first twenty minutes, there were probably three big chances for Juventus on the break, where Chelsea just just lost the ball. Um, and but there were those three big chances for Chelsea in the last ten minutes or so. So Lukaku shot over the bar by eighty two. There were a couple of headers, header. two yeah. headers um, in the last minute. You know, in the last second of yeah. of injury time. So I, I, what I can't tell is whether Vish that that deceives about how much better Juventus. Were, you know, because they could have perhaps got a draw. Yeah. Or if it's if if that's a reasonable scoreline for for the performances. Well, it did seem that Juventus were more proactive, primarily through Chiesa, mm. and that I don't know. I suppose Chelsea's issue that uh, maybe was highlighted a little bit at Stamford Bridge and a little bit here. You know, it's too much to say that this is some kind of crisis, but no, it looks it, like a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> but it did look like they were they were lacking a bit of something extra, and we've seen that teams have tried to double up on Lukaku in a way Spurs actually did it quite well in that first half whereby they <laughs> they kind of either get tight to him or they try and stop any of his you know uh, you know his layoffs here and there 
and Juventus just did a better job of that as well. Locatelli was pretty good, at, I suppose, being the being a stopper in that regard. Um, but then, yeah, they just didn't seem to have much elsewhere. I mean, like I, I love Aspelicueta. I don't think you know putting him as as the right wing back seemed a bit tame, really. Um, and I suppose you know, yeah. Jingles, bear in mind they 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 did have a few injuries going into this, um, but. Yeah, I think the thing is something that Tuchel is going to have to do better. I suppose be a little bit more expansive around around Lukaku. But they've they've not played with enormous fluency for a lot of this season, and no. we've I don't know if people have chosen to ignore that because of the results, or they're still taken up in the return of Lukaku. You know, you go back to the Zenit game, which was really yes, you know, yeah. minimum service. You look at the Villa game in in, in the Premier League where Villa kind of outplayed them for a lot of that mm. game and because you've got Lukaku it, it puts the game away in, in the blink of an eye Lukaku got what one good chance yesterday one that you would expect him to snap up and it was a pretty easy save for you talking about the first the seven minutes in one or are you talking about the one the, the one he blazed the over the bar didn't he yeah the, the, the one yeah. nearer the end where Chesney actually has to make a save but it's not Difficult done, save but, yeah. of, of, of any capacity. Apparently, that one the shot on because obviously that's not on target. So the one that he had one there was one shot on target. Um, the, the only shot on target that Chelsea have had in their last two games. Yeah, not well, great. Well, so you know, one of the players that they've clearly missed in terms of adding like a different threat is Mason Mount, obviously, and they looked quite static yesterday. And Mount at least gives you a bit of progression with the ball at his feet. So. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we should probably just celebrate Juve, really. Yes. Because, you know, we were talking about Ronaldo before and you see how they've merged. Lovable Juve. Let's celebrate them. <laughs> Come on, oh, let's give I, them a little run out. Max Allegri says, usually when sailors are in stormy seas, they can always find a way out. I mean, not always. Obviously. We don't hear from the ones who, who don't. <laughs> yeah. History written by the victors, eh? That's what we did tonight with a great game against the champions of Europe. I mean, the, the, the thing is, they could justify playing any way they wanted because they had no Dybala and they, they had no Morata. On the other hand, Allegri never needs that justification because he's the personification of the Juventus, the only way is winning and nothing else yeah. nothing else matters. But when you do have players like that out, it does cut you a bit of slack, doesn't it? does indeed, yeah. 27% possession, but Leonardo Bonucci, you've got him. You've got to flaunt him. <laughs> Were you saying that they just thought like, actually, you know, we don't need the ball. You, you come at us and then we'll we'll do well. Yeah, fair enough. Although, to be fair, so like Bernadeschi should have scored. Yeah, you know, he, he should, had a great he, chance. Yeah. When Quadrado, stuck it over the bar. Yeah, yeah, well, he stuck it wide. He didn't really get a good enough contact it on it. stuck it somewhere not relevant. Yeah, but that was, um, yeah, like... But it was his assist, wasn't it, for the for the goal? And that was an... Oh, yeah, it was. That was a yeah, nice, it was. That was, yeah. a, nice that was a pretty tidy finish, yeah. I did, it's weird seeing Chiesa again and thinking, no, I, I liked you and then I didn't like you for a little bit in the summer. You bring out the fucking Euros again? What is I this? can't get over it. Oh, yeah, and it just, it's I just, actually do. Any I'm kind close. of Italy and England tete is always going to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You can enjoy it, but with a sort of pained expression on yeah, your face. Yeah, I just when you as soon as you recognise it and you remember where you recognise it from, you're like, oh no. Killini was being a bit weird beforehand, wasn't he? About Jorginho. He said he should win the Ballon d'Or. I hope he'll be able to win. It's an award that would feel like it was mine. Would he be in with a shout for it? A lot was made of him during the Euros. I suppose it would be purely for the Euros, wouldn't it? But I, I, I would still be fine with that. I, I think it would just be such an interesting step away from the Ronaldo-Messi years yeah. when Ballon d'Or contention is only really recognised in... 
like statistical ways. Yeah, which, which right. I, I think is quite sad, really. I think, I, I, I mean, I've, I've talked about it enough times. I'm not really asked about individual awards, but I think if you're going to have them, it should make some sort of effort to acknowledge the beauty of the game and the way we enjoy it as fans. I, I think that, that should be really important. So like when we talk about the great players who didn't win it down the years, when you think of a, a Xavi moment, for example, it would have been lovely for him to win it. And I'm not putting a particular year on it, because you know he authored so much of the beauty of the football of that era, yeah, and I I think that's super important. So similarly, do you see Jorginho as would Jorginho fulfil that criteria then? After his penalties, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Mm. Uh, it was announced this week that Italy, because we're on them, thanks Vish, will play Copa America champions Argentina in the first ever Copa Euro America clash. Are we having that, Brass? Um, well, it's clearly the thin end of a certain sort of wedge. Mm. Um, but the, the game in itself doesn't bother me. It's what it implies that I find a little bit concerning. What happens next? Well, uh, an The expanded... Pangea Invitational. Is that the yeah, true an, death of football, Derby? An, an expanded competition, uh, big arguments between oh. FIFA and UEFA about what happens next, some sort of horrific compromise that wrecks the future of football. Do you want me to go on? But this is how it happens. So <laughs> it's, like, it's absolutely thin in the, uh, the wedge because when we end up having those arguments later, we'll be like, yeah, but we, you know, we already have the Copper Euro America. <laughs> you know, what more do we need? Yeah. And it is the stupidest name. And to, to have a name that stupid when it's not sponsored is quite an effort. <laughs> Let's get into some purity, shall we? A little glance into the championship. A bit more pure football is what I'm on about. Fulham beats Swansea 3-1. Alexander Mitrovic scoring a 33-minute hat-trick. But really, we're referencing this, I feel, because of what former Fulham player Ryan Babble has been up to. Have you heard, have you heard his new rap single? Is this something I should have heard, Fish? Open well, letter. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not bad. Ah, yeah. oh, come on, man. He's no Memphis. No, he's no Memphis. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like a hierarchy of footballers and stuff, is it? No, it absolutely is, yeah. Oh, it yeah. is. An, it, sorry, it is. It is. Good point, Brass. It's like a hierarchy of footballers. Royce and Drento was, um, he, he was all right as well. He was quite dark. Like a lot, he was he was quite an angry rapper. I've mentioned this before, but the, I think the funniest thing I've ever seen on football-based television was in the days of the, the, the late, great Revista de la Liga when Guillaume Balaguer went to interview Royston Drenthe at the training ground at Hercules, I think it was he was playing for at the time. And um, Balaguer said to him, do you fancy spitting a couple of bars for us when they're on the side of the, the training pitch? And like without even missing a beat, he was straight into it. And uh, Guillaume <laughs> sort of stood there, head nodding. Oh, no. It was, it was, it was amazing. I loved oh, it. Oh, my. Oh, no. Do you remember when uh, Revista used to do a roundup called Guapa? Yes. Where it would just be clips and every now and again Kim Balaguer would come on the screen and just go, that's guapa. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lines, the key lines in here seem to be the dig that he snuck in about his former uh, Netherlands teammate around FLI. He says, oh, now I'm not going to, obviously. Oh, now no, you are. are. <laughs> you are. Do <laughs> I don't know how it goes. So, um, oh, now you're an analyst. Hmm, so-so. Heard in the corridors you're, corridors, you're broke, bro. You shout things. You don't think about the bro code any mo, I guess. But I understand if your career is deadlocked. I, I think it's originally in Dutch, so I don't think that, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think that any mo is an issue. I, I, Despite your attempts to rat there, mate. I was going to tell you that it was, it's clearly in Dutch. <laughs> but you started, I thought, no, let's see, let's see how she adapts this. 
It was like, yeah. It's like a, I mean, I don't, like, to be fair, me. neither of us offered to beatbox for her. No, we didn't. Which is pretty we shitty. <laughs> that was mean, quite a thing. I don't mean you do that on Sky Sports News. I didn't realise there was beef between Affly and, and Barbell, but is it purely... Affly does Yeah, have yeah, you seen right. it? Is he yeah. said, I know him as a very nice boy. And also, one of, one of his co-pundits said, um, I don't think he is broke. He's got like three really blinging cars in our car park. Really? I mean, I don't know how he brings three cars to work. Yeah, how, why has he done but, that? But still... Well, it suggests he can't pay for parking back home, so he might be quite broke. Is, is it like you, where you have one car to take you home, one car to take your dinner home... Oh yeah, what well, my um, amazing race Uber Eats thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I suppose I could see it like that. Yeah, I wonder if he's Affleck's doing a bit of a Tyson here. Remember when, like, back in the day, before Tyson got broke, when um, he would just pull up on the side of the road and get out, couldn't be asked finding a parking spot, so would give it to whoever's walking by. Would literally just hand over his car and say, like, "Oh, you can have it." I, I think Jermaine Pennant did something similar at uh, Zanagotha train station, didn't he? But I, I think he just genuinely forgot that the car was there. I've done that before. Than... I've, I've parked in a train car park because I don't really do it. And I get the train back and I'll go somewhere else and I'll be in London. And I'll get like, you know, I'll get another train back. And I'll oh shit, yeah, I've left my car. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone tells you where it is now, though, doesn't it? Um, Derby got the third win of the season, 1-0 against Reading. Let's get into Ghana. Do you guys remember Hashmin Musa, who went viral for scoring two own goals to prevent what he thought was an arranged scoreline? In Ghana's top flight. I mean, how could you forget that? It was between Inter Allies and Ashanti Gold. Ashanti Gold's your team, isn't it, Vish, in, in Ghana? Anyway, he, he... Only when Ja Rule's playing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he and 17 other... So he and also 17 other players from both teams have been charged with match... I can't... 17, though. It seems interesting that some have missed, have missed being charged with the match fixing, as well as the six club officials. But he was trying to fall on... The match-fixing sword, was he? Or was what? it a bluff? So you're saying, okay, yeah, because obviously he and 17, so that's 18 players, so four players working on it. Yeah. So and presumably... he's not, and he's trying, to blow the, he's trying to blow that wide open, isn't he, with his goals? Well, so he thought, yeah, but he was in on it the whole time. Oh, I see. So you believe the law in this instance? I think, well, yeah, uh, yes. Are you outing me as a football knock? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here, yeah. <laughs> Finally. Uh, yeah, the... Ashanti Gold President Kwaku Frimpong has taken exception. He says we have not done anything bad because we always beat people 4-0, 5-0 or 5-4. I would say that those are quite different scorelines. <laughs> they are. You could argue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is jealousy and they just want to destroy my name. Fair enough. Speaking of bizarre dealings, uh, an amusing transfer story emerged from Turkey yesterday. Fenerbahce signed Slovenian midfielder Maja Zajic in 2019. They had to pay Empoli 3.9 million euros in compensation, but they lost the third and final instalment of the compensation. They, according to this, transferred it to the wrong bank account. I've, they, done, that, I've done that before as well. They sent it to a, to, <laughs> to a car dealer. One million euros, Fish. They sent it to a car dealer in the Netherlands. And they have, I mean, you know, when you send money to your friends, you know, they're like paid for dinner or whatever. And it says, mm. make sure you check that you've got the bank details right, because yeah. this this transfer can't Well, they be... do that now because of things like this. Yeah. I, I, I think is You'd imagine there'd the be answer. slightly stronger restrictions if you're sending a million euros. Yeah, I, I guess you would think so. But th this kind of thing has, has happened relatively recently. I mean, there was the whole Philip Kostich thing. Wasn't there with emails? Oh yes, when yeah. he was when he he's still with Eintracht Frankfurt. Oh, this and they said, oh, we never got them. You sent Lassie, them to I the wrong email. Yeah, and there was the implication. Well, there was the allegation 
that um, Eintracht had given the wrong email address to Lazio. Because then afterwards they were like, yeah, but you sent it to the wrong email. You sent it to Lazio at hotmail.com or whatever. Yeah, and, and it's .co.uk. Yeah. 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 yeah, and and, and, and there, was, there was the counter implication that Lazio had deliberately sent it to the wrong address because they didn't want to spend the money. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The world of football, eh? I know, yeah. So did they the get the money? The world of fat fingers <laughs> typing more like. Yeah. So did they get the money back? Um, they, I think they did. They had to go to court to order the car dealers to return the money. That's mad. Like, do they, the car dealers think, no, it's ours now. You sent we'll it to us? keep it, yeah. Had our, I mean, it, you know, it had their name on it. Well, I, th- I, think, transfer. I think with, with, with Fenerbahce, I mean, you know, if you've got a certain amount of litigation going on, you know, one other case really isn't yeah. it? Just, just, it, bank, just, is it? just bundle it up. Yeah. Just put it in the court bundle. What is it now? Yeah. We accidentally some, send someone a million euros. Was it hush money? No, no, no. Honest mistake. <laughs> Elsewhere in world football, this week, um, in, fa- in a section that I'm, hope- that I'm trying to instigate, which we're calling Faroe Islands News... Get on board, everybody. I don't know if it's trying. You're just doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's calling an audible. Helen Lorraine Quatcher from England became the first ever female head coach of a men's top flight football team. She manages TB T. Varori, the oldest team in the Faroe Islands. How did, did she apply for this? As in, like, was there like an advert? You know, like um, I you know, don't know, but I have been. Uh, we have been chatting. Have you? Yeah. What can you ask? Because I think she went out there because she's been out there for a little while. I think she went out there to do academy stuff and I think she's been promoted. Oh, did, nice. did she realise how big you are in the Faroese game? I, I mean... <laughs> Maybe that's know, why. She, she thinks you're just being nice. <laughs> when you face her for the derby in two weeks' time with your own team, she's going to be right, right, it looks, Helen. It looks I know what your tactics are. Yeah. It, looks it's, uh, it looks incredible. This sort of, you know, the wide uh, backdrop of this little tiny pitch and the little setup. I don't know what gates they get, but I think they may have to travel from quite far. It did look incredible, yeah. That's why I wondered if it was one of those things where, you know, you could apply to like, you know, just live on an island where you're the only person living on the island, but you've got to maintain it because they need, you know, basically like a, yes, a guardian of this island. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. basically just need sewage outflow, casino. Yeah. Corner shop. Yeah. yeah. And the Faroe yeah. Islands do have all of those things. Yeah. They do. So that's why I want to live there. So are you going to go out there? You should go out there. Oh my God, that would be the coolest. You do an at the match. Oh my God, you have to do an at the match. Yeah. Do you remember when Manchester City played a Europa League match out there and they had to do the final leg by boat? <sighs> because there was there was uh, no airport on the island. Oh my God. This is football. This is what we should have started. I think Joey Barton today. might push a few overboard. <laughs> <laughs> This is let's let's flip this. Is there a way of editing this? So this is the top story. <laughs> forget Champions League match day two and and the like. Tonight more European action. Rangers play Sparta Prague. Spurs, I think, are playing. Uh, sadly, Kalichi and Nacho won't be involved in Leicester's trip to Legia Warsaw because his documents didn't match his passport. So he's been turned away at the airport. COVID travel is quite difficult, to be fair. But I imagine that a club like Leicester have a guy on this but I wonder if it was um, I, I think I think this is a case of middle names do you? yeah so I reckon you don't have to put your middle names on though that happens a lot with visas yeah stuff, you, you do it? have to tally to tally with visas and also your can't you just leave them out well. No, because I, so when I went to the Tokyo Olympics I don't have a middle name so the desk sorted me out with my tests and stuff like that and my other appropriate visas but genuinely 
there were 10 people ahead of me in the queue. I, I went straight through because there were 10 people ahead of me in the queue who all had middle names that didn't tally with their, you know, their test just had, you know, Sam something or other instead of Sam middle name something or other. It was gen- genuinely terrifying for them. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, so it's a thing. Yeah, I, I wonder if it, if it was that, yeah. Because yeah. he obviously had his passport with him, because that was the first thing I went to, that he well, just left his passport with him. Yeah. It used to be a lot more frequent, actually, that players would get into passport difficulties. I yeah. remember a couple of Real Madrid players getting turned away from a game at Partizan Belgrade because they thought, oh, it's Schengen, we don't need our passports. Ah. So on, on the continent, not that I'm promoting one of the other shows <laughs> on Football Ramble Presents. You, you're, you're, that, in, you're in touch, you're, you're requested to do that. Yeah. They've already I, had a whole segment in the running order I, for, I this, am. for this. But on the continent, that, that used to happen quite a lot. Players would turn up thinking, oh, it's, it's Schengen, you just need your national ID card. And they actually needed a passport. Mm. Not suggesting that that's the case here. But. The whys and wherefores. We, we, were, we, were, you know, we were smart to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even sort themselves out. That's such a suitable note for today's show <laughs> to end, isn't it? Uh, on tomorrow, it's Marcus, Luke and Jim in your ears to look ahead to all the deliciousness that comes this weekend. Uh, that's it from us today, though. Say goodbye, Visho. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Brass. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. We'll see you tomorrow. Free Britney. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.